0: Hello and welcome to an all-new Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed, and today we're going to be speaking to Luis Miguel Torres. He is the co-founder and managing director for Freud Cigar Co. So, Freud Cigar Company made its debut at last year's Premium Cigar Association, or PCA trade show. It's a new cigar brand, but they're going for a completely different share of the market. They're going for the ultra-premium. So the price point may be a little bit high, but the experience is all worth it. We're going to be talking to Louis today about how he started his company, why he started his company, and we'll take a look at the different cigars in Freud's portfolio. So let's get to today's interview. Louis, welcome to Deep Cuts Live.
1: Antoine, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to have you on because... Uh, your brand was one of the ones that i saw at last year's premium cigar association pca trade show Um, and i kind of watched you all from you know afterwards and you've released some really interesting cigars and i actually had the super ego and when lots of people in the industry say like you know this cigar has great transitions and stuff like that personally i don't see it i don't like I'm not putting anyone down, but I don't always detect the transitions. But with Super Ego, I thought it was a really interesting cigar because you actually really do, you know, get transitions. You get different experiences based on how much of the cigar you actually smoke. So uh, that excited me because, like I said, I'm not really a cigar aficionado. I'm not a cigar, you know, uh, expert. So when I. have to be, and There are very, makeup. very so few, I, actors, if any, if if they yeah. exist.
1: Um, yeah, no, I, you know, we wanted to make, uh, a cigar that would be enjoyable for, for most anyone. Uh, we wanted it to be something that wasn't overpowering, uh, something that would have a journey and superego accomplished all of that. It's, it's a, it, it's a delightful kind of an entry level cigar. It's a fantastic morning cigar. Uh, I, you know, we, we worked a long time. Uh, to, to make the blend, it's got Nicaraguan, Ecuadorian, uh, Dominican tobacco. Uh, it's it's just a fantastic smoke, and and you know you're, you're right. It does it transitions, and and it you know it's a complex, you know beautifully blended cigar. We're really proud of it, so I'm glad I'm glad you had those comments. We, we I appreciate.
0: Yeah, um, and we're going to talk a lot more about all of your other cigars and that you have in your portfolio. But before we get into that, I want people to kind of get to know who you are and I want to get to know who you are. Cause like I said, I followed you on social media a bit. So I know you're a big family man. Um, yeah, (laughs) So I, I want to know more about you though. So tell us, you know, where did you grow up? What was your childhood like, you know, what kind of, you know, I know a lot of people in the cigar industry tend to have been exposed to cigars through like a father or grandfather or sometimes even grandmother, um, you know, before they really got into it. So what was your whole like that early part of your life like?
1: Uh, Well, I grew up in Elizabeth, New Jersey, in Newark, New Jersey, in uh, about 10 minutes from 15 minutes from Newark, New Jersey. Um, uh, My my family is uh, from Spain and Cuba. My mother was born in Barcelona. My father was born in Cuba to Spanish parents. So I'm I'm Spanish on both sides. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna give you the whole Cuban day thing. My father did not smoke cigars. I never saw cigars growing up. It was never uh, something I, I, frankly, even saw on the Spanish side. Um, but you know, we close knit family. Um, uh, you know, I got I got married in Spain. I still have family in Spain. Uh, you know, I I identify with the culture. I, I usually use my full name. I n- not really with the cigar project, you know, I the Miguel, but I usually put my full name Luis Miguel Torres uh, on on everything. Um I uh I, I spent most of my career in the luxury space, uh luxury retailing. I uh I I worked for what was what is considered to be the Tiffany of Scandinavia, jewelry and watches. Uh and and at that point I uh, I worked for Hans Christian Hosgaard, who was the CEO of that company, later became the CEO of Davidoff. I'm sure it's a name you remember. And uh I had the opportunity to uh to run the Davidoff flagship on, on Madison Avenue and fifty third street. And uh I had dabbled in cigars before that point, but uh but you know, I, I really didn't know what I was doing and, and it ended up becoming this, this amazing journey.
0: Wow. So you were with, so you worked with Davidoff during the, what I call the HK era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A really I, I interesting it, time, I think, for Davidoff.
1: Yeah. I think that's when um, Davidoff became relevant again. I think, uh, you know, everything from the Zodiac Chinese New Year uh, cigars, which were the very first company to do that, Charles Awad our CMO, who, who Hans Christian obviously brought in, um, to the the Black Pillar, the Barakwa, um cigars, to, uh, to everything in between, you know, the art edition. So uh, I really do think that I was there. I said it in another um, podcast. It was the, the golden age of Davidoff, uh, the Renaissance, because it's when it became, you know, when when it became relevant again, where people, well, it became you know, and, and I got to see, You know, uh, all all these amazing, innovative campaigns, uh, all these great blends, and uh, it was really—I didn't—I didn't didn't know it at the time, but it really informed a lot of what I later. So it was—it was a wonderful time to be there.
0: So you got your start in the industry, kind of on the retail side. So yeah, was you know, um, I think that's—I found like the most successful people in the industry. Um, uh, how you want to define success for me? It's like the ones who have like the most longevity and really kind of get what's going on are those who had that retail experience. Um, what did, you know, you talked about how you kind of came in and you, this was like your exposure to cigars. So what did like working in that environment, like how did it really shape how you saw cigars? Like, how did you start to say, oh, this is what cigars are all about, or this is what this lifestyle is about? Um
1: yeah so I I had smoked cigars I had dabbled in cigars I enjoyed cigars uh, before I, I started working for Davidoff but I really didn't have the appreciation for what first for what Davidoff is uh and had forged created and uh and, and later on the retail side kind of shaping what that should be what that could be and that's where I think my contribution uh came and you know just just getting to know the people you know, we used to make we used to make jokes that you know you'd have a, a hedge fund manager next to a garbage man in our in our lounge. I mean, that's that's a beauty of cigars is that it unites people. And then you know m- my mandate was was to elevate price points to make it more of a of a luxury uh, play. We were successful. Uh, we had great success in in Madison Avenue in New York City, uh, and that's why I got promoted, and that's why I had the opportunity to open more stores. But um, you know, but, but working to your point in retail and working to your point at Davidoff, it, it really informed, you know, what what this whole thing we're so passionate about should be, which is, you know, community, um, you know, enjoying moments together, you know, sharing camaraderie, time. And that's why it's such a beautiful industry. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's it's it really is special.
0: And you talked about elevating the product to this new level with um, luxury. And I'm always curious about, you know, new people to the cigar industry always want to know, you know, if they pay more for a cigar, does that mean that it's going to be higher quality than you, a cigar that's maybe under $10? Like, yeah. like I'm not sure that you got that a lot working in retail. Like people would say, oh, you know, this, you know, there's some cigars that cost $80. There's some, you know, I know Davidoff with the Oro. A couple hundred. <laughs> so, how do you approach that that area of the industry where you where the price point versus the experience that you get? I guess is a good angle.
1: Yeah, I've so Harvard has something called the Hip Hop Archive, um, and they they catalog the Hip Hop Golden Age, nineteen seventy eight to nineteen ninety four. And when people ask me this question, I always say that we're in we're in the you know we're in the premium handmade cigar golden age. Um, you you can get a great cigar at almost any price point, and you don't have to spend an arm and a leg. It doesn't have to be unaffordable uh that being said, you know the cigars that 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 you know are are part of Freud are, are on the high side uh we're we're you know we're we're a luxury brand um and and you know i you, you can get a great cigar for twelve dollars eighteen dollars you know even eight dollars. Um, but you know, uh, it's an affordable luxury where you can spend a little more to get something a little bit more curated. Uh, but you know, I, I, you know, you don't, you don't have to spend a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean it's better if it's more money, of course. So, you know, I think consumers, you know, whether it's watches, cars, everything else, they, you know, there's, there's this probably a misconception. I mean, uh, the expectation is that if it costs more, it should be better, but that's, it's not always the case.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know. Some people get surprised because they they have the the high end cigars, they have the low end cigars, and they say I kind of like the, the low end price point, you know, a lot more than I like the high end. So, um, how long? So after you worked in retail, what came next? Did Freud come next, or did was there some other steps in your career? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, you know, I, I was at Davidoff for a for, for So I was in jewelry watch business to start out my career. Uh, I worked at Davidoff for about eight years. Then I went to uh, Casa Monte Cristo. I'm sure you know. I was at mm-hmm. that business for about a year. Uh, then I, I, I worked, you know, consulting, you know, private equity, uh, got into a lot of different things. Um, and then this, this kind of happened. Uh, you know, David Stadnick was in my wedding. He was a friend of our family and Venture capitalist. He was always curious about the cigar business, and uh, we had been talking for a while. And one thing led to another, and and we uh, we partnered up to do this, and it ended up being this, this great journey. So uh, that's that's kind of the arc of my career. Uh, working uh, at Davidoff for the, the majority of my career, I you know I got to meet a lot of people, like Eladio Diaz, like the, the Ventura family, and 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 a lot of other wonderful folks. So, uh, you know, it it gave me the underpinnings to do what I was going to do. So um, it's been great.
0: So you make it sound a lot easier than I know that it probably was like you all just didn't, you know, at the wedding say, Oh, we're going to start a cigar brand and go, Oh, cool. Yeah, let's do it. So what, you know, I always love to focus on this with deep cuts because I know there's so many people out there who are cigar smokers that always have like this moment where they're like, looking at the cigar they're smoking and thinking, I could do this, I could make my own cigar and oh, it would be definitely. like nice it'll be like that. What tell people what that experience is really like, like just taking it I'm like like yeah, you, you found a great partner and all, yeah. but that didn't guarantee that there was gonna be success. So what what was that experience like when you after you both agreed, like, yeah, this is something we want to do. What what well, happened next?
1: Well, first I should say I I've been I you know I've been asked by countless people, Hey, should I, should I, you know, should I start a cigar brand? And my, my retort is always open up, you know, you'll probably do better. Like it's tough. Uh, there's a lot of competition. Um, it's, it's complicated. Uh, and I, I made that into a joke for years and you know, I, I never thought I never dreamed that I was going to be, you know, running a cigar company mm-hmm. and <laughs> really, and, um, you're right. It's a lot of work. Um, you're, you know, I was, you know, I was like, is this going to work? You know, I, you know, I, I picked the name of the company thinking that it would make sense. You know, it's such a world historical figure, a prolific cigar smoker. Uh But you know, you, what you think makes sense isn't always embraced by the market, right? Or the blends you like, right? So, um, it's it's a it's a million things that you uh, that go into this. And uh I'm, I''m I'm so thrilled that it, it worked and that it's been you know it, it's been well received and I was just looking at the roster of of ratings that we've gotten and all of them you know in the high 80s, uh, early 90s uh, some of them even even you know 96, 93, 94, um, everything respectable uh, at the very least 88, 89. Um, and you know for a company that's just starting out, one of the factories, brand new. Uh, you know, it's it's an achievement. So, uh, it it's a lot. It really is. Everything from what it's going to look like visually to uh, to trademarking uh, the marks that you're going to use. What are the boxes like? What are the blends going to look like? Um, we wanted to be different. Everyone's doing stuff in Nicaragua. We're doing it all in the in Dominican Republic. Uh, everyone's, you know, we 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 we're kind of doing what everyone else doesn't do uh, and we want it to be different and we are and you know it's hard it's hard but when it w- when when you have success it's there's nothing like it so it's it's been a great journey
0: and you were saying that the name kind of just made sense like automatically like a lot of people kind of struggle with the name because I'm sure you go back and forth like did we call it this do we call it that but oh yeah you, like like what was the naming process really like like was it really because I know even <laughs> you know, anybody who's in a creative field, like anytime you have to come up with a name for something, that's usually like the most <laughs> grueling and like worst part of the whole experience, because you're like, I have no idea if this is going to work. You're thinking long term.
1: I see, I see so many names that folks pick for their brands, especially in the cigar business. And I'm just like, wow, you know, and then, <laughs> like you know, Hey, they had to call it something. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, it's tough because, you know, and, and they get creative and, but, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really the hardest thing, uh, I think, and, and to pick something that that's credible, that makes sense, that resonates. That's very, very hard. And um, I just kept going back to how, how does Sigmund Freud not have a brand? How does he not have a cigar? Like, it's just I, I was almost positive I was like there's no way that that this is available when we got together with our lawyers and within 48 hours we had great lawyers at Denton, uh white shoe law firm and they were like you can have it. and I was shocked but what what you know you pick a better name uh, for a cigar brand and one of the most prolific world historical uh we've been in contact with the freud family matthew freud has had our cigars uh our team wow. is house in london his mansion in kensington uh you know at some point you know we're, we're, we've been talking about you know the freud family being part of this so you know there there is uh there is that touch of authenticity down the road um and you know we've been using you know every, everything from freud's birthday which we just did in a, a cigar uh, celebrating that to to talking about his life and times. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I'm kind of proud of, of that story and, and what we were able to create because uh, yeah, I mean, Churchill has a cigar brand. I mean, Davidoff, right. My old company. Um, and it kind of made sense. I thought that Sigmund Freud should, and now it does.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, when I first saw it, you know, I want to be, Uh, a psychologist before anything else. When I first went to college, and I I don't talk about it much, but my goal, I was like, what do I want to be? I was like, I want to be in psychology because I really like understanding the mind, um, understanding why people do certain things, why they think certain ways. Uh, The only thing that knocked me out of that was when I realized how much math and science was involved in the whole process, and I was like, okay, that kind of counts me out. Um, but I'm still like, you know, when, like I try to read a a lot and things like that always interest me. So, you know, the whole Sigmund Freud theme, um, to me just stands out and you all have like really, uh, kind of set yourself apart, even like you said, with that name. Um, so I, I was always curious about that background. Um, you know, yeah. And,
1: uh,
0: You know, we're going to get into
1: this, but, uh, you know, when I started out on this path, I wanted it, I wanted to name it that, but I also wanted it to be impactful packaging. I wanted to tell a story. I wanted there to be a narrative behind every collection. I wanted the cigars to be, you know, complex, but at the same time approachable. Um, You know, and uh, Eladio Diaz talks about harmony a lot and uh, a harmonious blend. You know something that that most anyone can enjoy, and uh, and I think we've we've met that task. I think that's why it's done well, because everything from how it looks, the story we tell, what it's called, to uh, to we smoke it. It uh, you know, part of me, if I sound a little salesy here, is really I'm, I'm really proud of what we've done. <laughs> I mean, I just really believe that.
0: Yeah, and especially working in retail, I'm sure that you know um the branding, the bands, like how a cigar looks, I think that plays a much bigger role in how, than than what people like to play it up with. Like they always like focus on the blends. And I think the blends are great. But if your cigar doesn't have that visual appeal and you're in a humidor setting, or even if you're online looking at whatever and you see a picture of, you know, with all the, the coloring and the like I said, the band the artwork to me, like that make that sells a cigar more so than, you know, cause you're not going to be there to tell people the blend every time. And, and yeah, I,
1: I mean, uh, I've, I've seen it like there's, there's certain boutique brands that have, have done a masterful job of it of, and just naming it. And these, these, and so I see what, what they name things and it's like, wow, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything, but it's, it's perfect because it, it, it piques your interest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And I think that's, that's part of it. It's visually what it looks like and what draws you in.
0: Yeah. So uh, you mentioned Eladio several times. And I know that some people outside of the cigar world might not know who he is, but can you tell us a little bit about Aladio?
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, Eladio Diaz was the uh, master blender for Davidoff and Geneva. Um, by the way, uh, you know, I, I mentioned Davidoff. You know, you know, we're we're very proud of what we've done, and and Eladio's struck sh- sh- struck out on his own, his own factory. factory. Um, you know, but it's it's forty years of his life, almost ten years of my life. So you have you kind of have to not mention what you did, where you worked right uh, it's not like we're trying to write anybody's coattails um mm-hmm. if you worked at Bacardi 30 years and you started a spirits brand it's going to be part of your story um but he uh he was the master blender was the 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 person that created uh the the entire world-renowned recognized portfolio of, of brands. and he left Davidoff about two years ago and started on his own and we've been uh, instrumental in working with him and, and, and being the first brand to go to market with uh, with his cigars uh, and, and you know, his subsequent collections.
0: You know, I've met Palladio once. I think it was dur- during a trip to the Dominican Republic. So I know he's, you know, he's like the master when it comes to making blends and, and such. So how soon after when you decided to uh, start this company? Did you know that you wanted to work with Eladio as opposed to anyone else in the industry? Immediately. Um, we had a meeting. I
1: had a meeting with David and George in uh, in Miami on a Wednesday. And the following Tuesday, I was on a plane. And that night I was with Eladio. So uh, he wasn't ready yet. But uh, the entire plan from the very beginning was to work with him. Um, we, we had remained in touch, we were, were, were friends, uh, close friends. So, um, you know, it was, uh, it was serendipity, it was, you know, was what we wanted to do, what I wanted to do. Uh, but I also wanted to work with Weaver Ventura, my old friend uh, who, you know, who makes great cigars. You know, mm-hmm. as you mentioned Super Ego is his cigar. And, uh, you know, I met with, with his father and with Eladio on that trip. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, these are the two people we're going to work with and it's worked, worked out great.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, um, Henderson is another person, his family that a lot of people, you know, they're not on the, the radar because they're, you know, behind the scenes kind of people, but they make great cigars, uh. And blends. And I think he's like one of the up and coming, in my opinion at least, uh, up and coming cigar blenders out there to kind of keep your eye on. So I'm sure him and his brother, yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. Father. I mean, that that
1: whole family is uh, you know, and the, the cigars that they're doing for other people. Um, you know, they they've built two big boutique brands. I mean, uh, you know, you, you you gotta take your hat off to to what you know the Ventura family is doing, has done. It's a shame what happened to that factory. Uh, with yes. But, uh, you know, I I love Weber and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing cigars with him. It's not just gonna, Super Ego kind of was our, our, our debut, but uh, we look forward to bringing cigars to market from, from that family and from, uh,
0: from the Diaz family. So tell us about this, the first blend that you worked on for, you know, so- your company. When you... We're working on super ego what what was your intent like what did you want to accomplish with this blend
1: yeah so um like i said earlier uh i i wanted it to be approachable i wanted it to be something that most anyone could enjoy you didn't need need to be a, a big cigar aficionado to enjoy it something a little bit more mellow creamy buttery uh something that uh you know could get you in the tent you know to get you excited about what we were doing Um, I, you know, I look back, I think back at, you know, we're we're always focused on these full body blends but when I ran retail stores, you know, the bread and butter of so many stores is, you know, Ashton classic Ashton cabinet, Davidoff thousand series, um, AVO X, um, you know, Cristo white. I mean, you, you look at it and for catalogs too, right? This is, this is what. You know what pays the bills for so many people, and it's like we don't get excited about these cigars. And Super Ego is a little bit more full body than all blends, but uh, you know, you know, people want something that that's easily enjoyed, and that's what I wanted to accomplish with Super Ego.
0: And, and who blended that one? Uh Weber Ventura, actually. Wow! So that, that was like what kicked it all off
1: it kicked it all off he created uh he, we we went back and forth about times and he created a fantastic blend I'm, I'm really proud you know it's it's funny because uh the six by 60 the magnum you know i i don't really like big ringages uh and of late we just sold out of uh somebody just bought 50 boxes the last 50 boxes, and it's <laughs> like you know people really love it in in the lonsdale and the robusto extra the toro it's embraced it's a great it's a great cigar i'm glad you loved it
0: yeah like i said like i try to um being a part of media i always try to try as many cigars as i can so um the artwork is again that's why i asked that question was like what like stood out to me especially but um i definitely tried it and like i said the transitions were like when i i usually take a couple notes and they're not uh they're not long or like, oh, I taste this notes and all this stuff. It's just like, what do I like about it? And the transitions for that cigar is like what I liked about it. Cause I was like, you can finally, as you're smoking it, taste it, change, you know, a changeover and that's not always easily detectable, at least for me. So I thought it was a great, uh, a great cigar. So when you were creating that blend, what I'm sure that you, you know, you knew, enough about cigars at that point but what did that whole process kind of teach you about cigars and the whole you know blending process that you didn't know before
1: oh wow that's that's actually a great question um it it i kind of thought we were just gonna you know we were just gonna play around and do uh you know three four blends and i didn't realize it was gonna be like 20. you know i didn't I, i didn't realize it was gonna be three trips down not one trip down and uh, you know and yeah it's it's a long process to get it right uh and yeah I'm, I'm glad that we arrived at that blend i'm glad that we didn't do something uh that was you know kind of like what what other folks are doing that just you know really full body mm-hmm. you know I, I i'm glad that it was an elegant approachable you know medium body cigar and uh and and i i actually really love the sizes we picked um i don't like big gauges but i love it in this cigar and um the lonsdale uh, i just think it's a great collection
0: so what did um you learn from working with wilbur during that experience oh that that it takes time
1: that um you have to you have to put in the time you have to fly down and 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 taste it and spend time and 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 really you know invest in in the whole process i think that's that's what i learned and and then just to get reacquainted with him like we worked together we were friends and then just to see him blossom into i mean he's kind of like not a not a big social media guy not somebody that promotes himself Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he was, you know, I said this in another interview, like he was going to be Eladio Diaz's replacement if he ever quit or or left. Or And, you know, he's, he, I think he's a star. And, uh, you know, his cigars, you know,
0: prove that. I think this would be a good point in the interview to kind of take a walk through your portfolio. So I want to bring up, uh, yeah. let me set it up real quick. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's great. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Like I said, what stood out to me about this cigar was definitely the artwork. Like that was the first thing I kind of saw. I think you had it on display at PCA 2022, Um, and it was just like you know you're used to seeing you know very ornate uh, bands like this, but see Freud (laughs) on a cigar (laughs) band was like. It was like jarring almost. I was like, wait, what was yeah. this? It was like, you know, I think that was like a great way to make people kind of pause and stop because you're like, is that, is that Sigmund Freud? And it's like, yeah,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. It's funny because I, we, we were talking and I really wanted to use an image of, of Freud. Um, and, but I kind of wanted it to be like an edgy caricature, something cool. And I remember saying, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to, I'm not going to use his face again. It's the one-shot deal and people loved it so much <laughs> when we did alter ego we had to we had to do a variation of this uh but yeah it's it's listen it's edgy it's cool it's it's eye-catching the the vivid colors the imagery if when you open the box see that super ego logo the flowers the freud logo itself with the two uh tobacco leaves it it really draws you in right and you know the foot band And I, you know, I really wanted it to be like a jewel box, you know, like agape, like, you know, we're going to go through all our cigars, but it, you know, when you put it on the table, it's like jewelry for the table, you open it up and it's like, wow. And I think we accomplished that with Super Eagle. I really do.
0: Now, what artist did you work with for these bands? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great, um,
1: we worked with a renowned graphic designer, uh, so renowned He's actually designed coins and currency for Hong Kong. Wow! <laughs> yes, and uh, and he became a friend. Um, fantastic guy, and he um he he co-created this with somebody else, and uh, and they both kind of merged. And I named it uh, Super Ego. I wanted to call it Super Ego. Uh, uh, you know, the moral standards, uh, the the whole. Freud Canon, and uh it it really came out fantastic you know and then the, the, the burgundy lacquered box uh yeah yeah indulge by the way we we trademarked indulge indulgence uh that's kind of our calling card whenever you you see some of our boxes you see indulge on it um in in the process of creating the art for this uh we had this idea to put indulge you know and uh yeah Yeah, i'm glad you like it yeah it it did come out i think fantastic
0: (laughs) now i know people i know people's palates are all different but what are you know when they smoke the cigar like what can they expect from the cigar or or this particular blend we should say
1: oh yeah well i'm i'm you know i'm not big into this whole uh i tasted nutmeg (laughs) like i just you know but it, uh, you know if we're gonna go there uh, you know i think it's a medium body smoke it's creamy it's buttery uh th- there might be you know notes of leather uh you know molasses i guess uh it's it's just you know you've got indonesia in there as the binder uh you know to give it a little bit of sweetness you got nicaragua to give it a little bit of kick um and then the rappers uh ecuador it's it, it it's a journey And it's, it's it's just a nice, easy cigar, you know, not everybody wants, you know, and, and by the way, I'm surrounded. I just moved. I'm surrounded by like 2000 cigars. Like I have everything, I enjoy everything, but it's, you know, I, I wanted this cigar to be something that most anyone could love. And I think that's what, what we've achieved. Let's take a look at the next cigar. So Agape names right there. Yeah. Um, a love letter to the craft. So Agape means the highest form of love. Uh, we wanted this to be our first cigar with Eladio Diaz. It was actually the first cigar rolled at his factory. Um, even before the factory was open, we were already smoking uh, samples of this at his house, in his yard. He has this beautiful house, uh, with his whole family drinking rum from these barrels that he has. And uh, this, this is a little more full body, a little more complex, uh, a little more special. Super ego, although Super ego, as I said, is fantastic. And um, this cigar's this this very big band that that envelops almost the entire cigar. This raw wood, ukume box, ukame wood, uh, is uh, an African wood. It retains the most moisture of, of all woods. Uh, we wanted it to be a little different, you know, a little bit, a little bit more unique. Um, and then, you know a love letter to the craft. We we kind of wanted this to be Eladio's love letter to the industry, um, his very first cigar. And it, it got a 90 in Cigar Aficionado. Uh, and, you know, it, it's actually, in, it's it's been out now a year. Um, it's actually, you know, it's actually talking about transitions. It's even changed in that year to becoming something even more unique and interesting than it, than it even was when we launched it. It's, uh it's a rebuso extra it's a 5x54 which by the way is his favorite size uh, and uh, yeah yeah it the, the the colors visually are striking um, I think the choice of box uh, as well uh, I'm, I'm going to use the term again jewel box I want it to be kind of like a jewelry box uh, jewelry for the table you put it on the table and
0: it's like wow and I like that. I like, cause I don't know if, if there's some brands that will put more attention to the box than others, but <laughs> oh, yeah. I always like, um, coming out of, from a creative standpoint that I always felt like if you make something that, you know, people will want to keep it, it just gives whatever that, that product is a little bit more longevity. So making it like a jewel box, that's something like somebody might, you know, not mind putting out on a table uh just to me like elevates the whole experience makes it a little bit more you know special
1: oh i completely agree i completely agree and that's why it's a balance right like some you see some manufacturers they go like really spartan you know uh, no frills uh you know and and then you've got other folks that are going out making something you know and and i think there's a balance right and and i think that you know, when you put in the time to make it a little bit more interesting, uh, without going overboard, you know, people notice people want people, they're going to throw away the box. Might keep it, but you know, you're, you're buying the whole thing. You're buying, uh, it's an experience. It really is. So, you know, all the elements that are part of this should be, should be special, should be, uh, you know, worthy of your attention.
0: Yeah. And especially when you're thinking about, you know, when somebody buys a box of a cigar rather than just a single, I mean, it should be, you know, you should give them a reason to, you know, to feel like they're getting a lot, you know, for that investment. Because it is an investment for a lot of people um, to yeah. get a box of something rather than just yeah. a single stick. So that's it should just- be something that they want to keep. And and, it, and that's whether they're a consumer or even a retailer. You know, a retailer is bringing this in to display in their humidor. or um you want it to look nice you know amidst all the other boxes that they have in there
1: yeah yeah that's 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 the other thing is that in you're you're going to be in a humidor right with other folks and you know how are you going to stand out you know what Mm -hmm. do you and you're and then a lot a lot of a lot of times cigars are cigars are gifts so um yeah yeah i think uh so what what did you think of of first? What did you think of Agape? I know you you liked our Super Ego line. What did you think of the Agape imagery and packaging?
0: I, I thought it was very ornate. You know, it was a very to me a stark contrast from Super Ego. Um, just abandoned artwork is like a whole different experience. But it's like um, I don't know how to even describe it. But I thought the artwork again the moment I saw it kind of come on sale through I think I purchased it from small batch cigars or something like that I was like oh I was like gotta buy it (laughs) you know and I haven't tried it yet but at the same time it was just like again I felt like with Freud like you all are are creating an experience for people and again I think some companies do a little bit better job at the experience thing and you know you kind of get some companies that kind of give you just a cigar with a very simple band and I guess they, they want you to kind of pay attention to just the blend. But at the same time, I mean, I think, like I said, being a graphic designer um, by nature, I'm always looking at artwork. So for this one, I was like, ooh, you know, that's nice and it's shiny and it's <laughs> it feels new. It feels fresh. It feels like modern. Um, and, you know, it's something that I want to I, I try. Um, and I want to keep, like, you know, I think lots of people love to keep cigar bands. And it's one of those that I feel like obviously it will be like great to, to keep, uh, to refer back to, to just have, um, I think that also kind of honors like the work that the the artist kind of puts into it too. Cause you know, whether it's a a simple band or very ornate band, I think artists want their work to, you know, be something that people want to preserve and keep and show off. And, and this is like definitely one of those cigars. Yeah, I know
1: this was uh yeah i i agree i mean i i'd love it if somebody you know kept the box and put like their coins trinkets whatever i think you know i, I i'd love to see this box outlet you know its collection you know uh i i we worked hard on it you know and 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 thank you yeah we 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 put great thought into every facet of what we're doing so uh so you're right and and we appreciate your comments
0: yeah definitely. Now, this was another one where I was just like, again, like, I like how you all switch it up. Like, you're not married to this, like, one idea. This feels like the sequel, band artwork-wise, to, like, you know, Super Ego, um, which is in the name also, you know, it's the alter ego of a Super Ego. But, um, again, I thought, like, the Black band, it feels premium. It feels luxury.
1: Thank you. Yes. So we, so... So look, I you know I, we we talked we spent a lot of time talking about super ego. We you know super ego is approachable blend we we were like, you know what, alter ego's got to be you know the antithesis of that. You know, a more full body blend, Something like, you know, the cigars that I usually smoke. Eladio smokes. You know the you know he he, he didn't always blend uh, what he wanted to blend uh, in the companies he's worked for. Uh, And I wanted to use Pelo de Oro, which is which is one of the rarest cigar tobaccos Um, I remember I asked him and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, where are we gonna get it? and one thing led to another and we got some and uh, Yeah, I mean uh, Alter Ego is very much the antithesis the you know as the name suggests uh, Very different from Super Ego more full body, you know, uh, a Mexican San Andres rapper Um, and, you know, the, the colors, you know, completely different. Black, striking, glossy black. Uh, we kept some of the elements. We put the Freud, uh, you know, caricature. We, we turned it around. We put sunglasses on them. Uh, we kept the Indulge band seal. Uh, the quality control seal, uh, we kept, we just tweaked a few things. And this has been an extraordinary cigar. Uh, it, 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 and it, it's done so well commercially uh, we, we basically sold out most of it in the first, you know, 35 days. Um, we're, we're already ha- we already have it on reorder. Um, and you know, just a great full body, like you have a steak at night, you know, it's, you are having scotch, this, this is the cigar to pull out. And, uh, and, and, you know, a little bit of a departure from what we did with super ego, not as ornate, not as, not as involved with, Text with the visuals this 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 fantastic uh alter ego you know logo um and you know the, the foot band you know putting santiago de los caballeros uh you know it's you know we're really proud of this
0: and then finally this is the See? latest star. yeah yeah
1: so that just got to the warehouse online uh, we launched it at the Tobacconist of Greenwich. We celebrated what this is for, which is May sixth, which was Sigmund Freud's uh, birth uh, day, uh, and you know, double corona, uh, and you know, this this uh, blend, Eladio was he codenamed it orgasmic. <laughs> I'm not making stuff. I'm really not. He said this is this is one of you know this is an incredible blend. It it gets me you know jazzed up when I smoke it. And uh, we wanted, we wanted to make it into a, a really regal size. So I had the idea we were really going to do a Salomon or, or a double Corona, we, we ended up going with double Corona. But here you're seeing much, you know, again, um, a little bit of a departure from agape and alter ego more in line with superego this this really ornate um, involved uh, packaging. Uh, the colors, you know, the footband, band, um, you know, the fonts, everything. Uh, it's, it's a really, really special presentation. Uh, and we're, we're really proud of it. It just launched.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, obviously people will want to know, you know, what's next? Like we have the PCA trade show coming up. Are you going to be, mainly focusing on these releases or do you have something new that you're going to be unveiling like what's next for your company?
1: Yeah. Well, we've, we've, we've put together, uh, you know, so alter ego is, is two months old. This is a week old. So we've got, we've got some fairly new collections that are new to market that we're going to, you know, we're going to talk to the public about, to consumers about to retailers about because we're really proud of them. And, uh, you know that, that's going to be the focus, as well as our our, our core portfolio okay. with Super Ego, and we, we do have some stock of Agape left. Uh, but we're going to have some surprises. We're working on you know two three blends that are going to be released. Um, I can announce that we're working on Agape twenty twenty three. Okay. Uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit at the show. But uh, you know we've got two core collections, limited editions, and we're really happy to have four collections. That- to sell and talk about at the trade show.
0: Awesome. So where do you see, you know, Freud fitting into like the future in the industry, because it's almost like you're all are shattering or you're just completely ignoring, you know, the whole boutique motif that people like to stick on, you know, <laughs> brands that don't fit into like the big, as they call it in the cigar industry now, the big four. Um, but, I would say you all are, are pretty premium. You're premium you're ultra premium to, to some degree. Um well, where do you see you know, Floyd Cigar Company fitting into it? Like do you want to stay the same size you are now? Do you wanna open more accounts? Like what's the goal?
1: Oh yeah, no, we wanna we, we definitely wanna get bigger. Um, you know, I, I I see us having eight collections. Um I I definitely want uh to continue pushing the envelope, innovate, you know, creating you know, great storytelling, packaging, great blends. Um, and I do think that in the luxury space, there's definitely room uh, for somebody like us. Uh, I, I, you know, there aren't, frankly, really a lot of great luxury uh, cigar brands out there. Um, there. There are some really big ones that are doing it right, but I think there's room for somebody with a new voice, and I think we're it. So uh, definitely, you know, pushing the envelope, growing, doing things differently and uh and i think you know folks are really like doing so. we're we're happy to
0: see that yeah and i know that there's some manufacturers that have the ideal retail partner like they only want to be in certain stores is that freud or do you want like where do you want to see your cigars at
1: that's a really good question um yeah no i mean uh, we're already in like the best stores frankly If, if 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 we're talking about you know, luxury tobacconists, right. That have that clientele. And, you know, we are, we are, and, and we're, we're getting into more and more of them, but I, I don't want to just be, uh, you know, a brand that, uh, you know, is, is just in those doors. Like I'd, I'd like, I'd like it to be, you know, where a cool boutique cigar lounge, you know, has Freud too. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, you know, I I want everybody to love this, you know what I mean? It's affordable luxury, like, I mean, 28 bucks is not cheap, but, you know, if, if, if you love cigars, you'll find the money, you know what I mean? And, um, and honestly, you know, I think we're doing something special, so it's, it's an experience. It's not just, you know, uh, it's, you know, that's the beauty of cigars. It's not, it's not a mechanical thing like cigarettes. You're, you're really enjoying something an experience with some with someone somewhere
0: and just in general like where do you see the industry going in terms of the idea of the ultra premium market <laughs> as opposed to the you know just the i guess the middle between that and just you know cigars in general like where's the industry do you see it leaning more towards you know ultra premium stuff do you see it going more boutique like um it's
1: a good question uh i mean i think you're you're i think you're going to see the price points keep going up Uh, i think you've already seen that, no matter the segment i think that's going to continue happening um when we're talking about ultra premium um I, i i don't really think we're ultra premium i certainly think we're luxury and premium but uh you know, we're, we're, we're not yet into the hundred dollar range or the, you know, or the 80, 90 range for a cigar uh, mm-hmm. we at some point. Um, I, you know, I, I think that a lot of the recent players that are, that are trying to get into those price points, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, I think, I think you can push the envelope on price, but it has to make some sense. So, uh, so, to, yeah, to answer your question, I think overall in aggregate, you're going to see prices going up more and more. Um, it just things cost more to make. Uh, and at the top end, I think you're going to see a lot of people dip their toe in and, and you know, with varying degrees of success.
0: Wow. Um, at this point in the show, I usually like to kind of close out this part of the interview with two questions. Yeah. The, first, the first of those questions is... Uh, do you have a philosophy
1: that you live by philosophy? That's a great question. I, uh, I, you know, I, I always try to look at the best, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not one of these folks that's always thinking the worst of things or, or people or situations. I always try to look at the best and, and it served me well. You know, I, I try to, and I learned that from, from you know mentors, people I loved. And uh it's it, it has served me well. Like I always uh I always think the best of things. So that's kind of if I had a philosophy off the top of my head, I'd say that.
0: And the last of those questions is I want you to finish the sentence. Louis Torres is. Luis
1: Torres is? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh passionate about so many things. And, and in love with his family and the premium cigar industry.. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give it a shot.
0: Of course. <laughs> now, since we have a few minutes left, um, another a, a lot of people like collaborations, and collaborations sometimes can help, you know, get you out of, you know the zone that you're, that you like to work in. Um, if you could collaborate with anyone, it could be in the cigar industry or even outside of the cigar industry. Who who would you collaborate with?
1: That's a great question. Um, I mean, I am collaborating with my two favorite people. The other people that I might consider collaborating with, I know very well, and are friends of mine. And I they don't collaborate with anyone. <laughs> so go <laughs> there. Um, I, I think it'd be a lot of fun to collaborate with a spirits brand. And we're looking at doing things in this, by the way, we're looking at doing, uh, we are, we're already on our way to to doing things in the tequila and whiskey and rum space. So, uh, I think, I think a a collaboration with a great spirits brand would be fun.
0: It'd be fun if it was the tequila. Um, not that I'm a big fan of tequila, but I just Um, know that a lot of the cigar people Always go towards you know the rum or the bourbon, and like little tequila gets left out <laughs> of, yeah. of the conversation oh, yeah. a lot. So I think oh, yeah. it will be a, an, an interesting collaboration uh, to kind of bring that that world into the cigar world because it seems like they should it it should have a place uh, in the cigar world. I know that there's a lot of tequila drinkers out there, and I'm sure we'll, you and I will see a lot of those when we go to um, PCA in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like when I
1: when I uh, when I was in the retail business, we you know we'd always have you know clients come in and bring their own bottles of stuff, and they'd offer you. And I started getting into it, and it's it's a great pairing. It's a great pairing, and uh, yeah, I'd love to do something uh, a collaboration um, with a with a top shelf tequila brand or or spirits brand. I think that would be. I'm g- I'm going to do it at some point. I think it'd be a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. Now, for those people who are not watching this live. Can you tell people what website to visit, what social media they need to visit in order to kind of keep up with you and Freud cigars?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So Instagram, it's uh Freud cigar co, uh, it website is Freud cigars.com. Um, if you want to, f- I'm not a social media guy, if you want to follow me and see pictures of my kid eating spaghetti, <laughs> uh, it's El Miguel Torres uh, and <laughs> the occasional cigar post that, <laughs> uh, Uh, Yeah, Freud Freud Cigar Co., uh, Instagram, and freudcigars.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. And for those watching, uh, we're getting ready to do uh, some uh, cigar tip. And also a cigar, uh, somebody from the cigar industry is getting ready to ask Miguel a question. And we're going to uh, have him answer it. So there'll be a separate video. So if you want to watch that, you can find it on the channel. Uh, or on Instagram as well. And also, if you want to watch any of this interview that you may have missed or any of the other 120 some interviews that are out there, you can watch them on youtube.com slash deep or on deep Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for coming on.